Good morning. Thank you so much to everyone that gave feedback. I'm here every day for you, trying to deliver on everything that you ask for. And that's why uh, the engagement that I got from so many of you, I just want to say I appreciate that so much. Um, today, I want to talk about uh, a question that Brian had. Brian had asked about, you know, what about the losses that we get to learn from? It's so rare that I look at things as losses. I understand exactly what your question was. And I'm not saying that things aren't losses because they, there's a lot of things that we lose at every single day, but I always try to look at it from that learning opportunities mindset, which is kind of a combination of what you said there. And I, I, you meant the learning side. So we're both saying the same thing. Um, but when I think about those learning opportunities, one of the things that I think about often is I think about the things that I share with you that I had already learned from where I fell short. Um, and one of them is happening right now and it's with setting the proper expectations for homeowners. There were so many times in my career early on in a changing and evolving market like we're in now where I didn't set the right expectations of about what was gonna happen next, right? And I, I, and I went from, hey, we're gonna go on the market, we're gonna list the home, like that I didn't let them know seven days later, we were gonna have a conversation about what the findings were, right? Or I shared this before, some of you may not have caught it. I had a listing um, that I was selling that had, I think four or five, um, I can't remember now. I wanna say there were four, or five siblings that inherited a property. It was eight to 10 people total that had to sign the purchase agreement, the, the, the paperwork and closing and everything else because they were all married, right? And so uh, one to buy, two to sell. So it ended up being super complex and I was only communicating with the decision maker of the group and not with everyone expecting that that person would relay the information on to the rest and come to find out that everyone sort of had their opinion about, you know, what we should be doing, how we should be doing it. And I should have just had a group meeting or a group text message or group email and bring everyone together to ha to make that, uh, to make those decisions. But I, I fell short on that. And I actually remember that because I got a one-star review uh, and I was so frustrated, but I knew that it was my fault and I had to own it. And some of you might feel that way when you get a review that doesn't feel good, or you get a CSAT score that you're like, oh, and there's just so much to learn from those. And I can relate to how you feel because I've felt that way plenty of times. And then, you know, after the, that initial like feeling of like, Hey, it's their fault or the frustration wears off and you're like, okay, it's calmed down. Like, what can I learn from this? What can I use uh, to become a better communicator? And that happened for me a lot early in my journey when I was taking on a lot of listings is I really wasn't good at setting the expectations for what was going to happen next, right? And so I'd go in, I'd meet, people loved me. I had a great connection. I had, everything was going super well, but then all of a sudden when things didn't sell right away, like a market that we're in now, they brought up, you know, yesterday, I was having trouble because I didn't tell them what the next steps were, right? So forecasting with your clients about what this is going to look like and being open and honest, you know, for me, I, I was, I, I just, I just was so fast moving and fast paced that I didn't slow down a little bit to communicate what the entire strategy was going to look like for them, not for me, for them. Remember so many of the clients that we work with, 
They don't do this that often, right? They, they may have sold a house 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago. Maybe it's the first house they're selling. Maybe it's the first house they're buying, right? So, so they don't exactly know what the next steps are. And as I got better at communication and expectations, I learned, and it's a lot of stuff I share with you, to recap them via video, recap them via email. So I had some documentation like, hey, just to recap real quick, here's what our strategy is, here's where we're going live, and I'd always loop in all of the decision makers. I remember you know, working with people that were going through a divorce. I remember having conversations with one, but not the other, the one that reached out to me and then not looping in the other one. And that being an absolute disaster because then the one that I wasn't communicating with felt like I was siding with the other one. Or I remember going into appointments and I'd, and I'd, and I'd naturally attract to the type A person because they were running the appointment. They were asking questions and, and I'd have all these conversations with the type A person and then their partner felt left out. I wasn't asking questions about what they did for a living. I wasn't asking questions about how they felt about the process. Like I was asking all the questions to the dominant one that was taking over the conversation. Those were all things that, that were learning opportunities. And that's why when I share a lot of the things with you is that these are things that I've, I've had the opportunity to learn from along the way. And I wasn't perfect at it, but I continue to get better each time. And, you know, I guess I've had the opportunity to, to sell thousands and thousands of homes to know what consumers want. The other one, and I shared this in the team meeting, is around follow-up. What I learned was all of the money in real estate, all of the successful stories in helping people achieve their real estate dreams came from follow-up, right? The stats are 70 or 80% of of everything that happens is in the follow-up, not in the initial appointments, right? So I learned that I had to be really dedicated. So what I had shared there is like, if you just took one hour a day, one hour a day and followed through with everyone that is in your database, you will naturally do more transactions. You'll have better relationships, better connections, which will lead to more referrals and lifelong friendships from all of that. The other one that, that, that I learned along the way is that when you're doing the follow-up, one of the things that happens when you're, when you're doing that follow-up is that people aren't going to respond until it's convenient for them or they go from a logical to an emotional state. Until they make that transition, they're actually probably not going to respond to you. And that's why it's so critical that you send them something of value every single time that you're communicating with them. Here's what else I've learned along the way is that, you know, when, when we're in a, a company environment or a group conversation or, or, or wherever that may be, it could be in follow-up friends, it could be accountability groups, could be team meeting, that when someone shares something about steps or strategies that you can implement to be better, naturally what happens is that when you're in a state where you have self-doubt, you think that what someone says means that you are not doing enough, right? And so what I realize is that our feeling of not doing enough falls on us, not on what someone said. I learned that too, right? I'd get done with a meeting. I'd go to these personal development events and I'd hear what I want to hear, just like everyone else does in the world, right? Your ears are open to the things that you're open to hearing. And what would happen is I'd hear certain things and I'd create this frustration and what I realized over time is that the only person that can change anything, including how I feel about a situation is me. I'm the only one that can own that. 
But naturally in my journey, I'd want to point to someone else. Well, I felt like they were saying this, or they said that they were doing that. And then what I slowly realized early in my journey is like, hey, I get the opportunity to change how I feel about that. There's some things that I can take with me and there's some that maybe I disagree with. There's certain things I say where like, yep, I totally get it. There's others where you're like, ah, oh, not sure yet, open, maybe not. And then there's others where like, ah, oh, I don't really believe in that for me, right? And then there's other people that while I'm sharing might hear something and take offense to it and go, gosh, it always feels like he, he's not grateful or feels like he, we never do enough. Although I never say that, depends on what part of life you're in right now and where your mindset's at. You can take different things from, from different things from every conversation. This is why you see some people comment and say, hey, I'd love for you to touch on this. And you see others that don't leave any comments. In a lot of cases, what they heard was, hey, if you're not gonna engage, you're not gonna be involved and you're not committed to this group, like you should leave. And, and I did that and I shared that because I knew that if you're not engaged, then what's the point of being here? Right, if you're not willing to get vulnerable, you're not being transparent, you're not engaging, you're not creating any sort of collaborative environment, right? You're not creating that abundance mindset, then there really is no point to be in this group. I think what a lot of people don't understand is that why I created this actually had nothing to do with motivation. It had to de- it had to do with delivering for you. Whatever everyone in this group asks for is what I'm going to do. Right? And there's a lot of things that I've learned along the way. It hasn't been a straight lines by any means, but this is your opportunity to ask me. And so I can share with you and really, you know, become your personal guide and coach and really strategize and mastermind and give you the stuff that I've learned that, you know, when you look at a lot of real estate companies, there aren't very many people that have done what we have done. And so to have the ability to connect with one another in here and learn and grow together is a very rare, scarce, unique opportunity. And so that's why I created this because it is an abundance channel. This is an abundance of opportunity. There are most real estate brokers and team leaders have never done what we've done, right? They've never created a brand like this. They've never had the success that we've had. And this is what I'm excited about because we get to collaborate and share these types of things. That's why I love Brian asking that, that question. And cause he's right. It's not all about wins. It's learning opportunities that create bigger wins later and I just wanted to share some of those things with, with all of you today. Uh, I'm excited, but I wanted to just take a moment and share with all of you and just know that I appreciate you. Um, also know that I realize that when I get up in front of the company and share that not 100% of the things that I'm going to say are going to relate with every single person in the room, right? And I realize that some of you might be in a place where some of the things I say don't apply to you. That happens in any room. There were rooms that I was in along the way where there are certain things that really didn't apply to where I was at. But I also realized that if you could take one or two nuggets every time that, that we talk to one another, that you're gonna continue to grow and be better off. And you take those life lessons and those learning opportunities and it just propels your growth. This is why the engagement in this group, this is why the comments, this is why really, really sharing with one another matters so much. We, I learned just as much as you learn. This is a collaborative environment where we both get to grow together. And the more that you can share with me about your journey, the more questions, the more thoughts that you have, the better it's going to be. Because I want to know, like, I want to feel that energy. I want to feel how many people are engaged and are committed to this. This is meant to help you grow as a human being. So I'm here to serve you any way that I can. 
Uh, I'm really excited where we're at. I, I love seeing so many smiley faces and the energy, just great things going on for those that are, that are open and have that perspective to evolving and growing. This is one of the greatest opportunities in the world. And you've heard me say it before, but it really is right. We are in a moment in time where things can really go to the next level. Lastly, I'll just leave you with one thing. And that is uh, neglecting your database is another thing that I learned early on in my career. I was really good at generating a lot of uh, leads through marketing, uh, but I wasn't really great with the database. Partly why I ended up creating the Crystal Null team and I've incorporated a lot of things I have to continue to help support agents and things that they don't have a desire to do, or maybe there's other things that they're better at, uh, just like I was. And so neglecting your database in a downturn in a changing market is a, is a massive, massive mistake and it creates a huge opportunity for those that follow through, right? Right now, people wanna hear from you. They wanna hear from you more today than they did before, right? Market changes, conversations about what things are gonna look like for their equity in their home, for their home. When, they, when their life change event comes up, could be, it could be, uh, there could be lots of things. There could be relocation. There could be kids graduating. They could be expecting children. There's a lot of people right now that are in your database and your CRM that are at some point, it, right now, they're at some point of contention of, should I buy, should I sell? Should I sell and buy? Should I buy and sell? Like, they are having those conversations right now. And if you can be that leader and you can be that guide by reaching out to them in that moment when they need you, you are going to grow your business significantly through that relationship that you have there. Whether or not they buy or sell with you right now doesn't mean that they're not going to send you other coworkers, other friends, other family because they respected the value that they gave them. Not every single person that you meet along the way is going to become a client of yours, but that doesn't mean that they might not become a supporter of yours. And so that's the choice that all of you get to make. And I realize this is a journey and there's some weeks where we're 100% on and we're more in that flow state and other, week, other weeks we're just like just chucking through trying to get there and and you know, that's the, that's the battle of life. And so the more that I can share the things that I've learned along the way that you can implement into your business, uh, I'm confident that you will really go to that next level. So I'm excited for all of you. This is an exciting time to be in the industry. There's so many things happening. I'm just so fired up about, I hope you're fired up as well. I'll see you soon. Thanks again for everything. Let's go. 